0: Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holloran, and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams, while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Details and Swirls Fall Shop. My entire fall and autumn and Halloween collection is now available on my website at detailsandswirls.com. Something about fall—I think it's one of my absolute favorite seasons to design. I just adore coming up with new designs and new ideas every single season and i think this year may be one of my favorites with my autumn Laurel Market sign, and I actually launched Halloween signs this year as well. I've never launched Halloween signs before, but I thought to myself, this year is the year that I need to launch some Halloween designs. So I've got a new Halloween family name sign design, which is so much fun, little Halloween town design, and then a bunch of other brand new products, a new blanket design that I am obsessed with. In any case, I won't go on and on and on, but definitely check out the fall shop. I will leave the link in the description of this. podcast to get in that autumn spirit. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm here with a guest interview today. I have one of my small business friends on the show. I am joined with Claire Ramovic of Freckled Lemons. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I cannot wait to uh, chat more about you and your business. We've worked together on social media before with some giveaways and things, so I'm excited to hear more all about your business. If you want to get started by giving the listeners a brief background on yourself and how you got started in the world of small business. Sure. I had like a corporate job and I was just making
1: doormats. I think I made the first one for like a Friendsgiving that we were hosting back in like 2018. Yeah, I remember it too. It was like, get your fat pants ready. And I had it like outside with all my Friendsgiving decor and everything. And I got so many compliments on it. And they're like, where'd you get it? And I was like, well, I made it because I didn't really, I didn't find any other fat pants ones at that time. So <laughs> And so I kind of started just making some for, like, family and friends and, like, realtors that I knew, like, in the area and stuff. And then I decided to start an Etsy shop because, well, I wanted to see where this would go, but also, like, I really needed to get out of where my current job was. It was not a good environment. And I was looking for other jobs, but... It really took a toll on like my mental health and I kind of thinking like, well, how am I supposed to like really sell myself to like a new employer like in an interview when like I can't even really like build myself up. So I was like, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to just focus on like kind of this like creative outlet. And then it really took off. And I was like, well, cool. I can actually do this like full time and like not have to worry about anything
0: like that. So it's been awesome. That's great. That sounds like such a natural and kind of nice progression, leaving an area that you already didn't feel fulfilled in and just felt drained by and then perfectly having this outlet to kind of pour all of your focus and attention into. I feel like a lot of times whenever people start up side hustles or start a side business, It's often when they are, you know, in a position of work or life, whatever that may be where they aren't feeling the best. And I feel like that's what makes the passion for the side hustle that much stronger because you're really working on something you love and really working towards building, you know, a different path for yourself. So it like really ignites that fuel inside of you, which I feel like is definitely a common thread amongst other small business owners. How is the transition into kind of opening your own Etsy shop? Because I know I talk about this a lot and I think it's helpful to other small business owners who may be listening, who may, you know, start off just through social media and looking for a place to kind of start and streamline their selling. So how is that experience for you? It actually was like super easy. And my pictures
1: back then were like not good, but I just, yeah, I picked the name and then it was super easy to set up. And, you know, I just kind of took a couple pictures of ones that I have been like making and stuck it on there and it was super easy. And I think I remember where I was when I got my first sale. My first sale was a doormat that said, welcome, I hope you brought snacks. (laughs) And I think I was at like some like Mexican restaurant, my phone went off and it just lit up and I was like, (gasps) I got an order (laughs) but it was so like easy and I mean obviously I was super nervous setting it up but I was like for what like you don't have anything to lose like it is scary like with reviews and stuff like that but it's like well you're gonna regret more like not trying and it's such a good platform to get on because it's like I mean you can pay to advertise on it but it's like people go to Etsy to look for all the stuff that you're already creating so it's just it's definitely
0: a good decision to do. I couldn't agree more, and it's so funny that you said you remember when you got your first sale because I also remember when I got my first sale on Etsy. That wasn't like you know a family or a friend who yeah. went right over to Etsy. I was pulling into my best friend's house where we used to have like bachelor Mondays every Monday, and I was pulling into her driveway, and all of a sudden my phone went off, and someone had bought. I used to make like hand lettered bridesmaid bags, and someone had bought them. I was like oh my gosh, I had never even, you know, posted about them or shared about them or, you know, they weren't a product that I was, it was just so random, so random. And I remember thinking like, this is the coolest thing. Like someone found my shop, like. And especially back then when you really don't have like any reviews, like there's like no like shop
1: favorites. You're not like one of those that's like, oh, 4,000 reviews. It's like someone's like giving me a chance pretty
0: much, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think I had like three sales just from, you know, friends and family before, no reviews. And it really is the craziest feeling. And like you mentioned, there you really have nothing to lose. I mean, you can just start something up and see where it goes. And if, you know, it doesn't go how you're planning, okay, you're back to where you started in the beginning. You know, you didn't really lose anything. So, I always encourage anyone who is looking to start a business or, you know, just get started to start up on Etsy and, you know, you never know what could happen. I joked in one of my previous episodes. I'm not sure when it aired in a different guest interview that I kind of want to run like a little experiment for myself again to like reopen a small Etsy shop just to like see how it goes. Cause I'm always talking about, you know, the platform and how wonderful it is to drive traffic. So. I always thought it would be funny just to reopen like a side shop just for like experiment purposes to play around with it and see. But in any case, so I'm very happy that that went well for you. How has your experience been with social media? Because I know that social media is just has become such a huge part of small businesses, especially since we started. I started right around the same time that you did as well. And I feel like it has just evolved and exploded in so many different ways since like 2018, 2019. So how has that progression looked for you just navigating all of these changes? It's been an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's
1: always changing. So you definitely have to like always adapt and think about. I try and figure out how to like plan ahead and like schedule all my things. But it's hard sometimes thinking that far ahead and everything. But you seem like you're great at it. <laughs> I'm like take a class on it. But I love like doing giveaways and stuff like that and doing things that'll like really engage like your followers, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like that's what everyone thinks about every business they see. They're like, oh, so and so is doing great on social media. When in reality in the back end, it's just a constant, you know, <laughs> it's a yeah. constant trying to figure out your strategy and planning and then they change and then they add a new app and then it's just like, I I give up. Like I can't, I just can't do anymore. But I think that one thing for us is just to be ever like adapting and flexible because you can't Get so, you know, set on a system or set on a platform because it's just going to change the next week and then continue to change. So I think just being able to adapt and focus on the things in your business that, you know, you can control, I think is a huge benefit and something to really focus on because I know it can be so difficult to kind of take a step back and not focus all of your energy on social media where it can be spent elsewhere. But I know that it's just. So hard sometimes. (laughs) Now, do you work from home now for your small business? Yeah. Yeah. Full time. I finally got, well, my office is
1: still a hot mess, but finally got the garage set up. And I actually, I used to just get my doormats from like, you know, like Target or like Home Depot or whatever. And I finally got like a supplier and got like a bunch (laughs) delivered. So that was an experience.
0: But those are in a storage unit (laughs) because I can't fit all those in their garage. That's exciting. I know that I get asked so often, you know, how to even go about sourcing materials, like materials I get for my pop-up shop or even wholesale pieces that I buy. I've talked before about buying wholesale on like fair and things like that. If you wanted to chat about kind of your process for how you even began to research suppliers and just the process behind even starting to research buying wholesale and finding a supplier? Because I know that that seems like such a huge hurdle and such an intimidating step when in reality, it really can be so beneficial and cost effective for your business. So how did that kind of look for you?
1: Well, I have to give props to my my hubby because he actually was the one that like, I get nervous when I look at certain things because I'm like, I always think the best of certain people on there. And I'm like, you have to be kind of skeptical, (laughs) you know? So we were looking on, I think it was like Alibaba has like, you know, like big wholesale things. And actually the first time we ordered doormats, the guy, I don't know who the supplier was, but my husband was researching and he had like a few different like shops that we could buy from. And the first one that we went through, he lied about what the product, so I ordered and like, yeah, it's like the 18 by 30s, and it's like however inch thick, and it's like the natural core or whatever like that. I get them. They're like 0.2 inch, like this tiny, and it's like synthetic, so it's like fuzzy. And I'm just like, oh, no. So that was an experience. But the next supplier that we found, she actually like gave us the samples before and everything else like that. So we're like, okay, now we can't be too trusting of people. But he found her on Alibaba, and she's been great. I think she's in... And the shipping time is way less, too, because I think she's in, like, California. So she must be, like, a middle person. She probably gets them from, like, somewhere else and then just ships them from, like, a big warehouse in California. But she's been great. And, like, you know when you, like, ship things that are that that many of them, there's going to be ones that are, like, damaged or whatever, you know. And she's been so great. She's like, And I was like, do I have to go through all of them, like, right now? And she's like, no, just, like, as you go through them, if you see something that, like, looks funny, just let me know and I'll give you your money. And I was like this is great. Like it was so much better experience. But yeah, he just spent like the time and on Alibaba and just like, really like, you know, he narrowed it down all the shops and you can like talk to all of them on
0: there and ask for samples before. I would have never thought to ask for samples. That's such a good idea. I remember when I was like first dipping my toe into this wholesale buying for blank products and things. I also went to Alibaba because I had heard so many things about them. They have like literally everything on there. And I remember sifting through different suppliers for wooden signs. And I came across this one supplier and I was naive. You know, I didn't know anything. Their photos looked exactly like these blank wooden signs from this other like big company. And I mean, in my head, I'm like, oh, this must be where so such and such gets their signs from. But come to find out they were just using photos like from that big website, <laughs> like it wasn't actually their product. But then I ended up finding, you know, other suppliers on there from, you know, trade shows and things because there are people who sell on that platform and then also sell on Fair. Like it is a little tricky because it can be hard to like, weed through the chaos and the mess. And I feel like that overwhelm of information can sometimes just be intimidating and overwhelming to even like dive in. But I would suggest to anyone who's listening, who wants to, you know, start buying wholesale products or any type of like blank products, depending on what types of pieces you're looking at is just start to research, even just like quick Google researches. I found just small suppliers, you know, can't like small shop mom and pop type of places that are willing to work with fellow small business owners to sell wholesale. So that way you don't, again, have to go to Target, have to go to Hobby Lobby. I was doing the same thing with all my vases, everything that I use, and it works for a little bit until it just doesn't anymore.
1: Definitely. So do you get
0: your stuff from local shops then, your wholesale? Yeah, I do a mix. It's actually funny because when I first started kind of entering this realm was for the pictures that I used to offer and still sometimes offer. And my mom actually found this random website out of like North Carolina that had a bunch of home wholesale stuff. So I started working through them and I would order all of my pictures through them and some other pieces through them. And then they kind of led me down, you know, different paths of discovering new vendors. And then I was introduced to FAIR, which was like a whole new open door of like basically the Amazon of wholesale and then started getting a bunch of stuff through FAIR as well. So I kind of do a whole mix of things, but I would say FAIR is definitely my like number one place to shop wholesale. And I would love to open up a wholesale website on my end one day too, but just trying to automate things on the back end. As you know, when things are handmade, it's very difficult to bulk make things (laughs) to be purchased for wholesale. Now I know that you also have added in some other products as well into your shop. So how has that process kind of looked for you expanding on the offerings that you already have? It's been fun. I actually wanted to look on
1: fair for some other like kind of home decor things that I could maybe offer too. But especially around the holidays, like, I love a good festive mug and like the shirts and everything. And it's just like stuff that I would buy or like make for myself anyways. I'm just like, well, let's see if anyone else likes it. And it's been really fun because then you can kind of do, well, you know, you can do like a mix of things. Your feed just isn't constantly like one item, you know, you can kind of, and then you can put it more into like your everyday life and Does everyone like me? Like I don't know, like your personal life, you know, like behind the scenes stuff like that. It's nice to incorporate those
0: products in there too. But it's been fun, definitely. I feel like it provides you more flexibility with the type of content you're able to share even just blank photos like instead of just sharing the same type of photo over and over again you know you can mix up the area that you're taking photos in and the types of photos and it just creates a little bit more of a dynamic appeal just as a whole and like you mentioned it's nice because you're able to find pieces that complement your collections really well so kind of adding in some little extra add-ons that like you mentioned if someone you know has a similar taste to you, like loves this doormat, they're probably going to love, you know, the mug that goes with the season of, you know, whatever it is you may be offering, which I think is really fun. Do you have kind of like a system that you go by when it comes to getting content like product photos? I know you had said like when you first started, like you struggled with the product photo area, but now do you have any tips when it comes to photographing products, not only for Etsy, but also for social media? I like for my stuff, I like to decorate anyways, then it'll be kind of easy to just
1: kind of, okay, I made this mat and then my porch is already decorated. So I just had to try and start getting in the habit of not just like snapping a photo when I was painting. Like the the old days, I had like a white sheet and I would just put like the doormat on the sheet and I'm like, there you go (laughs) and put it up there. But now it's just like, okay, well, here's my front porch and stuff or like working with like influencers to get like some pictures because then it's like a nice connection too. And then you get, you know, like sometimes people will just send you the photos sometimes when they share them on like their Instagrams or TikToks or whatever, then that's great because then you you get photos out of it that you can use. But then also you get like your name out there a little bit more, too. So that's been kind of fun. And then you can build connections and everything else. But I really like when I have a couple different products that I can use because I can take take a couple different clips, like at the same time, I can use it for a lot of different content, like, okay, well, this video, I'm focusing on the doorman, this video, I'm just looking at the overall, like, porch or something like that. And this one, I'm looking at more like the mug or something, but it's like the same content that I took at once, which saves time,
0: definitely. I love that you mentioned that because that's something that I've been trying to get in the habit of doing. Like I just shot some content for a new product that I'm going to be launching soon and I made a point in my mind to take like a video from this angle, a video from that angle, just trying to think in advance of the different types of reels and whatever content that I will plan to share and how many different pieces of content I can make with this one setup that I just set up. And it takes two seconds, you know, just to snap a couple more quick videos that may really come in handy. Even something that I like to do is even just setting up my tripod with my phone on time lapse while I'm setting the pieces up. And there's, you know, an idea. I saw someone share that on TikTok a while ago and they were like, just record things you're doing on time lapse because it's always great content. Just if you ne- need something to share and you're out of you know, video and you're out of content, I just go through my time-lapse folder and I'm like, oh yeah, forgot I took a time-lapse of me setting this photo up. So trying to think outside of the box a little bit and make the most of the content and the products that you have because you don't want to create more work for yourself, especially when it comes to social media. I love that you have utilized working with influencers because I think that that is such a great area. And especially for small business owners, I feel like it's an area that people definitely shy away from just because I feel like I don't know. We just don't know exactly how to approach it when in reality it can be just very casual and easy. So, how has your experience been with that? Do you have like a system that you follow when it comes to finding influencers or content creators to work with, or is it more of just a casual approach?
1: I usually kind of just do like a casual approach. Like I remember when I first started getting into like asking people, I was like super nervous, but I'm just like, okay, well, the worst they can do is just say no. That's okay. No, no's okay to hear. And I just started like messaging ones that I loved following, anyways. Because then, like, I'm not just. I feel like if you're on the other end of it, you know. Like, I mean, like maybe some people would be fine with brands that like don't follow them or just follow them or whatever. But if it's like a follower that's been there through all like their life things that they've shared, they would probably want to support that small shop and that person and that follower and get back to you and stuff like that. So. I kind of just casually be like, hey, like I make these and I think it'd be, you know, I would love to make one for you. Like, I think it'd be awesome. And if you're interested and you want to just, you know, send me a couple of pictures or if you do want to share it on your feed, like that would be amazing, you know. And everyone's been like pretty great. I mean, yeah, you have some that say no, but everyone wants to like support small businesses and stuff like that, and especially around holiday season. Like everyone I see so many people like share their Etsy finds and everything else like that. And it's like, hello, I'm an Etsy. (laughs) Share me. (laughs) But,
0: I love that. And like you mentioned earlier, it just creates for a nice connection too, just with, you know, fellow friends and people on social media. I feel like everyone loves to support small businesses. And even if, you know, it's not posted on someone's feed, you know, to reach a wider audience, it is just really nice to get those different photos and just change up the scenery. I know that I don't know too much on this topic. I would love to dive deeper into it. Maybe I'll record like a Patreon bonus episode On this, but the whole idea of like user-generated content. I don't know if you've seen like UGC anywhere, but Shopify just announced, well, maybe not just, but they've recently kind of added this UGC platform to their platform where you can find UGC creators to, you know, create content for you. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what UGC is, it's basically it stands for user-generated content, and it's where someone, like in this example, Has the products, they take photos for you and send them back to you. Like there's no posting involved. There's no, you know, you don't need to be an influencer. You can be any, any person don't even need to have social media. It's just taking the photos so that the business owner gets more content. So that's an area that I definitely, I have no experience in, but I find it really, really interesting, especially for examples like this, where your business, for instance, you're already kind of doing a little bit of UGC with people like influencers and things who you've reached out to. So I just think it's an area definitely to look into for any anyone, you know, looking to switch up their content, looking to get more photos, but maybe you're intimidated to reach out to, I don't know, content creators or people on social media. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know they launched that. I'm going to have to look into that. (laughs) I know. I remember getting an email. So I don't know if I have like two Shopify accounts, My main one that I run my business through. And then for some reason, I participated in some type of affiliate something or other. I honestly don't even remember what it was. I think it was some type of affiliate code through a brand and I had to create a Shopify account as like a content creator. And I think I may be getting the notifications through that account. Of course, they're all in the same email. So it gets very confusing, but I will have to do a double check and look because I think it may only be on my creator account to like find brands to create content for. But that makes me think that on my business account, there must be an area that says, you know, yeah, allow UGC, you know, content creators to find me or something like that. So definitely TBD (laughs) or more information to come on that topic, because it's something that's definitely very interesting. Now on just like a day-to-day, because I always find it interesting to kind of see what other small business owners who work from home days look like. What is a typical small business working day in the life kind of look like for you? So,
1: well, right now, because it is super hot in Arizona, they're, we're going to beat like the record for how many like over like 110 days in a row. But so right now it's just getting up really early and I get my painting done like super early because the garage is just like we actually just got like a sauna from Home Depot like to put it together for like our little gym stuff and I was like, we don't even need it. Feel sweat. It's fine. But I do that super early. Then I'll do like any computer stuff, you know, like emails or try and schedule posts or like link stuff or design new products for my website. I'll do that more like in the afternoon which normally when it's cooler out, I like to do that first because I feel like I feel, I don't know how you feel, but I feel more creative like right in the morning. And then I kind of just like ride out the afternoon painting, but I had to switch that because it's been so hot. But and then when I go to pack up later, then I'll do like any staging photos or stuff like while I'm packing up.
0: Awesome. Nice little schedule. I love that. Moving forward for the future, where do you kind of see your business going in the next few years if you have any goals or things that you are working towards? I have my website.
1: I want to try and I love Etsy. I left both up on my social media right now because I'm just like, well, you know, like sometimes people feel comfortable with Etsy because it's like a trusted platform, you know. But I kind of also want to try and just have all my socials go towards my website more and like feel more comfortable getting like out from behind like my Etsy shop and then leave Etsy up as just like an extra selling platform, not like my main one, but I'm still scared to do that. And then just, I'd like to just get into more like home decor stuff that I could sell as well, like that would kind of partner with like the the doormat. And we just moved into like our first home. So I'm like, well, now I can get more like, home decor stuff and like really stage it and like put it into like my everyday life and stuff too. So definitely adding more products and learn how to make some different things. I saw like those glow forges and I was really interested about learning more about that but we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can, off camera, I can tell you all about, I just did a deep, full, deep dive into them. I just purchased a laser, not a Glowforge, but a different one. I can give you all the info that I know offline because those are very cool too. But... This has been so wonderful. It's just been so nice getting to chat and hear more about your business. I will leave all the information for your Etsy shop, your website, your socials, everything like that linked down below so that everyone knows where to find you. And just thank you so much for chatting today. Thanks for having me. This has been so much fun. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.